Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin and friends, Dr. Joe Arvey joining us. And in the next segment, two of my other buddies, uh, Mike Opelko with The Blaze, talking about the hot news and politics of the day. But also, you'll love this, Dr. Joe, Billy Hollowell with FaithWire. He actually did work with The Blaze. And then he went to this wonderful faith-based website where they put out really cool news. Now, this story isn't cool, but he's going to talk about. But you know, um, you know, last week we had the accident in Texas. It looks like someone was the truck driver was texting a young guy, about 20, and he hit a church bus head-on. Mm. 13 people were killed. Only one person in the bus survived. They were coming back from a church retreat. Uh, they'd been singing. And um, the interesting thing about this, well, Billy's going to talk about how the pastor of that church actually got to witness to the world because the media was there and he was talking about how tomorrow is not guaranteed and he was a beautiful witness for christ and the lives that were taken what they stood for and as christians where they were going Mm. and so really he had this opportunity to speak to not just the media but the world about jesus but uh secondly the interesting thing about that accident, there was a video that I saw uh, earlier this week, and it's a video of that very same truck before the accident. A man and his girlfriend were following the truck. They called 911 and said, you've got to get this guy off the road. He is going all over the road. He Mm. was going over the yellow line, and people were having to swerve to avoid him. He was going over the white line on the shoulder, and they had about 20 minutes of video. Well, they stopped recording before the accident, but it was minutes before the accident that this guy hit the bus then head on. Mm. So the man jumped out of the truck he said he went to the bus and there was nothing he could do for the people in the bus it was very silent very quiet very almost peaceful he said there wasn't a lot of noise but people were looking at him Mm. and he said help is on the way he went to the truck where the young man was pinned and he said do you know what you've done son do you know what you've done like and he said yeah i know i was texting And so that story to me is so powerful. But he, Billy from FaithWire is going to tell us about what the pastor was able to do. And then interestingly enough, Vanna White, who's now 60 and has had all this fame, right? She -hmm. said she really regrets the whole Playboy situation. And the pictures weren't apparently intended for that particular publication. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of explains that. And then um, uh, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, was at FaithWire last week. And he says he has a message that he shared with FaithWire, with Billy, um, uh, to people who have a problem with Trump's wall and for people who have a problem with Trump's immigration policy so Hmm. we're going to hear about that sounds good so yeah yeah he's fantastic and michael pelka from the blaze is like one of my best buddies he's so fantastic all right uh, dr joe i've got some good news stories for you and then just give us a little tease at the very end of the show we're going to talk about one of your events that's coming up Uh, so give us just a few tidbits of what we're going to talk about you know basically it's it's now coming we're starting to head into spring into summer and people want to look young again they want to get rid of joint pain they want to know the foods that they can eat so their body stops holding on to all that fat. So we're, we're going to have a little workshop coming up to help them. But, uh, and again, how do you know if, you're, if your home is making you sick or not? That's How do you know if you're home? Look, I have a Dr. Joe-approved lunch, by the way, Dr. Joe. Look at raw walnuts and an apple, an organic apple. You like that? That's awesome. That's awesome because <laughs> it's going to give life to your body, and you're going to have an excellent radio show because of and, the And pumpkin news. seeds. We'll and have a better show? A better show. You'll be more focused and have more energy. Thank goodness. Better, I hope the, good, good the news one. will be gooder. <laughs> <laughs> you nut job. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, well, McDonald's. So I found this story <laughs> this morning. Segwaying into health. <laughs> no, I found this story, and I send it to you immediately. You're going to see when you go through your email, this um, email from Angie Austin at like 3 o'clock in the morning that says, um, stop feeding your kid McDonald's. And there's a guy with a bullhorn. Oh, no. 
And I actually joked about you on the show today. Yeah. And so, and by the way, our show now, A Daybreak USA, the other show, airs on our sister station, KLZ, 5 to 7 a.m., a.m. 560 here in Denver and all around the state, and 11. So 5 to 7 and 11. So I was joking about you, Dr. Joe, and I was wondering if someone would yeah. tell you because I said, look, my buddy Dr. Joe says if he saw you with a gun to your head, uh-huh. No one would fault him for knocking the the gun out of your hand. Right. And my news guy, Chris Barnes, said, um, well, what about the grocery store? I said, Dr. Joe says the same thing. It's all he can do from holding himself back from jumping into carts. And Chris, who is pretty heavy set, Chris Barnes is heavy set, not the healthiest guy, said, Angie, you know, even me, who enjoys a good burger, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I was behind a mom and her kids, and I thought, oh, my goodness, is that all she feeds them? Right. And he said, she said, he said there were so many of those uh, SpaghettiOs. Isn't that what they're called, the little right. SpaghettiOs in a they're can? They're horrible. Yeah, a lot of fake foods, right. and he said he was so distressed uh, that she didn't have any proper, like, real food food, right. like, that grows food. Right. And it was all canned and, you know, chemically, and even he, who, you know, is a little bit of a junk food junkie, was taken aback that kids were eating like that. And then I got into my whole thing about, yes, I understand some children have some kind of issue with their health, but I blame the parents 99.9% of the time when there's an overweight parent, or you see them on The Biggest Loser, and they're like, I feel so bad. I have taken my kid down the same path. Yes, you have. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, I have more grace and love for that mom now. I have more grace and love for the kids. You know, because we were just got back on vacation. And, I, and whenever I go somewhere where there's a bunch of people, I always look at the one-year-old, the two-year-old, the three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and they're lean, they're strong, they're running around. And I look at the parents and I go, you know, when does this, when does it flip? Because they all, they, did, they didn't come out of the womb looking like the parents necessarily. They had the potential, but but that lifestyle eventually slow eventually it makes this. And child, why do you have more empathy now and more grace? You know, because me yelling and screaming and shaming them isn't an effective way to get them to see how beautiful, strong, I, and young they are. I agree. I agree. But yeah. I do, and I do understand uh, food addiction. There's yes. someone I'm well, very close to has a food addiction and has a really hard time yeah. saying no to things. But I also think that even if you have a food addiction. Feed your kids as best you can, and if you're going to eat that ice cream, then go ahead and hide in your closet. Yeah, I, I just see a parent that's very tired, that's beat up by I the know. world, and they're and literally the they're blind. They have forgotten who they are. They've forgotten how important they are. They have forgotten the opportunity they have to 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 lead these children to a better life, and they just have given up. And they just quit. So how can I now communicate to that person? Let me help you. But let me help you in a way to where you can now begin to see what you're doing and not feel shamed or guilt by it, but say, you know what? Yeah, and I, I agree. It, I don't it, want to shame or guilt right. either. Because but I it, want, like, again, action. Like, if, I feel sorry for these kids. They're getting bullied sorry because their parents them. are feeding them McDonald's. But then we have to have the kids be able to step up and say, no, thank you, Mommy. This is not my friend. Uh, I love you, but I'm going to choose to you know. So the child has to choose for themselves. No matter right, where they, they live, they might no not skin. know what is good for them. And yet, we come on, my kids, as healthy as they are, Doctor right. Joe. Come on, Riley's shredded. But, with all, but he would love to eat at Burger King every day. Sure, he would. But all the school programs they teach about health and nutrition. They do. The they coaches do. say, "Hey, if you want to be an Olympic athlete, you know." So it, it again, it becomes eventually by the time the child's 10, 12, 13 years old, they have a responsibility for their own life to choose. And 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 it's not hard. They just have to make those choices. And well, you were a fat wrong. kid. I, I mean, you've admitted fat, that. You get depressed. Kid. Right. So and, some of these kids are getting bullied, and they're depressed, and their parents are shoving Oreos into their mouths. To make and them, it's almost like they don't have a chance. It's an instant gratification. Here, this will it feel is. you better. Like, so food now becomes your drug. It's your controlling. So you have teenage girls who are throwing up because they can control the food in and out. Or you have people that are overeating because they control the food. And it just it just gives a picture of... I believe a society, and these people need to be loved on. They need to be encouraged. They need they need to be given effective steps out of that situation. Right. Right. Because the there is a lot of good food that is not it, bad for you. There's a lot of food out there that's good for you that tastes better than the fake stuff, and it has life giving properties to it. And so again, 95% of all chronic disease is lifestyle. None of it is a lack of medication, yeah. shots, or surgery. Right. And yet we're all waiting for that magic pill. And, and the marketers, either it's online or in, in, on the TV shows, they don't do us any good by saying, oh, we'll just take this. You don't have to change your lifestyle. Don't change anything. Just buy take our product yeah. and your life will be brand new. And it doesn't work that way. Because, again, we forget we're a spirit, we're emotion, and we're a body. And lots of times if the body's unhealthy, it's because our spirit and our emotions are wounded and food doesn't address that. Food simply just addresses the physical part of it.
Well, then you may not approve of how this guy worked <laughs> this whole thing. Um, That's what so, I was going to say. I yeah, agree with everything you that give, you said, and, and, right. and it's important to have all that information. But this guy is kind of annoying and we standing there go. with a bullhorn. And you said, don't shame people. And yes, they need the information, <laughs> but this guy is not going to get accomplish his goal. Oh, I was there 15 years ago. <laughs> well, just, he, he's a father of three, right. and he said to the mom that he's got the bullhorn in front of McDonald's. He says, stand yeah. up to your children when they ask for unhealthy food. Give them fruits and nuts instead. Yeah. And kids can be pushy and persuasive. Persuasive, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not that popular when I feed him these, oh. you know, the raw, the raw walnuts I have exactly. here, and the, the apple, you know. So yeah. let's, let's listen to Bullhorn Boy, please. Giving your children McDonald's food is really unhealthy. No, I, if I see a child, I'm worried. Kids to the public. You okay. showing your kids to the public. You're doing it in front here. Leave us alone. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You'll get over it. See that. Please don't you, show me. You, you feel like this because you've been eating McDonald's food. That's what makes you so nervous. We're on holiday here. You deserve better. Enjoy. You Please deserve better. It. Have fruits and nuts and things. Here. Please stop. I'll even share my, my dinner with you. It. Don't show my kids to the public. Don't, don't show them. We don't want to get recorded. You don't want to get recorded? Yeah. Okay, people. Will people find out that you've been eating your. Yeah, but you People will find out that you've been. Okay, welcome. Have a lovely holiday. Have a lovely, lovely holiday. Please don't take the McDonald's again. I'm just asking as a favour. Do you mind? Why you? No, no. But do you mind just not eating McDonald's again? Please. Oh, your children wanted it. You need to stand up to them. I know it's hard. I'm a father of three. I know it's hard. I don't, you know. But you need to stand up to your children if they hey, I do agree. You have to stand up to your children. I don't necessarily agree with his techniques. And he, from my understanding, he didn't show the kids. He showed the mom. That's my understanding. I, I didn't see the kids in the video. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but it, he's a vegan, by the way, this guy. Now, yeah. um, he's obviously trying to make a point, and this, you know, went viral so that now he's saying, you know, don't stand up to your children. I do agree it's hard, and we want to be our kids' friends, and we don't want to let them down, and we want to run them by Burger King. And I do give in to my son from time to time. And because he works out, so much and mm-hmm. he's in so many sports i do let him eat some of these things in uh moderation right and there's so many uh, there's other fast food choices that yeah. would be a better choice we like chipotle uh we like Chick-fil-A. good times uh sometimes yeah chick-fil-a but it all depends on what you're getting and again if this is once a month fine but i agree i my 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 family knows dad can we, no no, and even before we even walk up to like a mom, like, nope, 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 nope. What are you doing? Oh I go, I'm just practicing because I'm just going to tell you no because I care about your future. And, and again, we come home, we try to – because, again, raising four children and not being too weird when it comes to school lunch and stuff like that, and what we teach in our workshops, it's like you can have French fries, just cut up potatoes, bake oh, them, so you know, and make them at home. They're and so if, good. And, and, and so I get it. I get this guy's passion. But I would, I would rather him find a better way to exert his energy and be more effective in what he's really trying to accomplish. And I've been that guy so many times. That is so funny because May was at one of your events, your yeah. daughter May. Oh, yeah. And she was eating something under the counter. I said, what do you got there? And she went like this, Dr. Udo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> she didn't want me to make a big stink in front right. of you. Did and you guys I, hear about the story about the, the school administrator that took the banana bread away from the kid last week? No. So there's so this. I love banana bread when it's made. It right. was homemade so banana bread, and the school administrator came and took it away from the kid and then replaced it with, like, an apple from the school. Okay. And said, sorry, you can't eat that. It's too unhealthy. And, like, wouldn't let the kid eat this really? banana bread. Weird. And I was like, there's a there's a fine line there where you're like, I'm watching out for these kids. I'm giving them this education. But then now I'm going to just control what it is they do. Okay. Last year, there was a story about a substitute teacher that actually sent a note home with one of the kids uh, saying, you know, hey, could you send something? It was like she had, like, Skittles and two marshmallows. I mean, it was something that ridiculous right in her lunchbox. So the poor substitute teacher who really meant well, right, Little did she know that the dad was this snobby, full-of-himself physician, Mm -hmm. and he wrote some condescending letter back. He got the poor uh, substitute teacher in trouble, and he was uh, the whole, you know, hey, you know, I can feed her whatever I want. She just happened to pack her own lunch that day. But my feeling was... Thank you, substitute teacher, that you actually noticed that some kids had, you know, some little girl had Skittles and like two marshmallows in her lunch and that you had the guts to send a note home to the parents and then some snobby parent that's like, I'm so much smarter than you are. I'm a physician and you don't know what you're talking about. And she got in trouble. Now, I think a lot of times people say nothing because they're afraid they will get in trouble. So they're like, well, it's none of my business. I'm not going to say anything. But really, if I had a kid come to school with like Skittles, I probably would say. Now, did you realize that Joey came to school with Skittles for lunch? 
or if it's a if it's a if it's a habit pa- or a pattern. pattern. Yeah. And if the and if the child's grades or behavior or attitude are suffering, and you notice it right after they eat that, I mean, my daughter back in the day, she, one skittle and she'd have a seizure. So I know, and I and I trust you, I I was that blow horn guy. I still am on the inside. <laughs> on the inside. I just choose to wrap it. In a way that love. so well, so the, you want the person to hear you. Yeah, I agree, Doctor you know, Joe. And, I and agree. I get it, and you know, I uh, it's just the consequence of you eating wrong is bad enough. I don't have to keep. I'm like fine, keep, like smoking. Fine, keep smoking. You know, the consequences are far away. And, you know, so you're gonna have a hard time. You're like, and I'm gonna be there to love you and encourage you, so that when you're ready to, to then I can give you a helping hand. Because right now, like with our parents, my, my, my wife and I, we have a 28-year-old, almost a 25-year-old, 22. We can't give answers to questions that haven't been asked. Think about that. How many times do I try to give an answer to somebody they haven't asked the question yet? Right, or they don't want to. They, don't, they haven't. So until they ask the question, I really can't share the answer because then they're not willing to see what or where they're at or what's going on yeah i mean even like back in the bible the egyptians or the the israelites they're in the desert we were better off in egypt well like you were slaves in egypt yeah but we were better off they were complaining to moses whining 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 and moses is like hello you are slaves in egypt so i think it's human nature lots of times just to just to give up and do whatever you want to do because you think the choice doesn't matter and it does all right. One thing I think that draws people to you, if you're just joining us on the good news, Dr. Joe Arve and I are talking about, you know, health, and he's got more to talk about in the second, uh, pardon me, the last segment of the show. Uh, next, we'll have Michael Pelka from The Blaze and Billy Hollowell with Faithwire, and they've got some fantastic stories. But prior to that, I think one thing, Dr. Joe, that draws people to you, and it did to me as well, is, um, you know, as you're getting older, now you're in your 50s, as you're, you know, getting older, and I'm not saying 50s old, um, that you your health becomes more and more obvious because people's lack of health becomes more and more obvious as they get older. And so I think the fact that when you're in there doing CrossFit with you know people in their 20s, that they're impressed by your level of fitness because you're getting fitter and fitter. Uh, my dad's the same way in his 80s. I think people are drawn to him and my stepmom, who's uh, 70, because they are so fit and they do Tai Chi. In fact, my stepmom was just in the paper the other day doing Tai Chi. It was so cool at the senior center that they call the friendship center because they don't like mm. to use the S word. Mm-hmm. So this cop does the same thing, and I love it. He bonds with kids in the neighborhood and with people in general because he is fit and he uh, stays athletic and so that in, uh, enables him to uh, kind of interact with the kids. Mm-hmm. Officer Craig Hanaumi is a cool cop. But don't be fooled. Skating is part of his job. And so is jujitsu and playing trombone. I think it's even more powerful and more connecting than sitting there and say, hi, my name is, you know, Officer Craig. As a patrol officer in the Bellevue Police Department just outside Seattle, he says these activities help him connect with people he might never interact with. It's so much more natural and not forced. And that way I don't even have to say one word. Six years ago, when he arrived at the scene of teen skateboarders allegedly trespassing, instead of kicking them out, he says he joined in. Officer Hanaumi says it might be surprising, but actions like his aren't rare in his profession. There's little bits and pieces of that all over the country, and people get amazed by it, but that's just regular, everyday police work. Officer Hanaumi says the negative portrayal of law enforcement in the media is having a damaging effect on recruitment and hopes his interactions can help change that. I mean, I'm old already. I'm not going to get any younger. I'm not going to be able to skate any faster. So <laughs> somebody got to be the next person. For now, the community is in good hands with cops like Officer Hanaumi, who's doing more than just skating by. How cool is that, huh? Yeah. It's just joining them where they are and developing yeah, relationships. And like, you know, like you said, I just, he joined them and, and he, he, just his approach is effective. We want to change behaviors. It's about changing mindset. And if what you're doing is not working, then change the behavior and see what happens from there. So, yeah, it's cool. That's good stuff. 
All right, Dr. Joe is going to join us in the last segment and give us just a snippet of when the event it is. We'll give more details on how to reach you. Yeah, the, the event's called Spring Cleaning Detox Seminar. It's uh, Friday, April 22nd at 10 a.m. It's free to, to, to all your listeners, Good. and uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. And all these events, I've been to probably, oh gosh, maybe seven of Dr. Joe's events, and uh, every time I learn something new, so it's not exactly the same thing every time. Uh, and I also put more and more into into my life each time I go oh I'm like oh I could add that too or I've stopped sugar so maybe I could do this now Uh, and then coming up in the next segment uh, we'll have uh, Billy Hollowell with Faith Wire talking about Franklin Graham coming to Faith Wire last week and giving a message to people who uh, don't agree with uh, Trump's wall or his immigration policies also the lesson that the pastor of the church where 13 people died in that head-on accident with the truck with the driver who's probably texting uh, the message that he had for the world that he was able to share. And then Vanna White, her regrets over some of the pictures that were taken of her in the past that ended up in a publication she didn't want them in. And Michael Pelbo with the Blaze, one of my best buddies, coming up on the good news. And then Dr. Joe at the end of the show. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. Well, the good news is that if you're feeling loss, a loss of a loved one, loss of a job, just feeling down and like you're stuck in the past, Sandy Steffes is a friend of mine. Sandy Steffes, Spirit Coaching, spirit-coaching.net, 720-353-9573. She has come up with a plan that helps you get unstuck, get out of the past, set goals, and move forward. If you'd like to work with Sandy, I highly recommend her. Again, Sandy Steffes, spiritcoaching.net, 720-353-9573. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, But I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA the Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, she uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so when I'm working with Olympic athletes, a professional athlete, athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30. Man, we have a great time and it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yes, yeah, so come to North Glen. Saturdays, it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Michael Pelka from The Blaze joining us, host of Pure Opelka, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern. And he is uh, joining us. But one of the top stories on The Blaze, Mike, is about fewer Democrats than ever before say they're proud to be Democrats. Is that right? Hello, hello, Ange. Uh, Is this from the No Shock Department, No Surprise (laughs) Department? This is one of those stories I can say, all right, here's the 11 seconds I need to spend on this. Okay. Uh, Democrats aren't proud of America. Boom. And that's it, huh? They're just not proud to be Americans. They're, uh, well, you deny American exceptionalism. You don't like the Constitution. All those little things kind of lead right up to, yeah, we're not so big on this. And not my president. Not my president. Well, then who is your president? Who's yours? 
you know, my president. I know. No, his name is Donald Trump. But when they say not my president, I always think that, well, who is your president then? Because I, we, and, we, we live in the do, same country. Do they say I'm with her? I'm still with her. <laughs> Where is she? All right. Speaking She's of president which. She's president of the woods. I, I, I did see some pictures of her hiking with her husband. I couldn't believe they were together because I thought they only came together for, like, photo ops. Anyway, that's not very nice. Chelsea Clinton apparently did um, talk about her mom and how she's doing in her future aspirations. And Chelsea said um, on the record that she doesn't plan to run for any public office, and I don't believe that for a second. Do you? Well, here's the thing. Did she say she doesn't plan to run for any public office? Or did she say, oh. first of all, I'm not the person to defeat Donald Trump? Which, duh. You're a linguist. Yeah, I am. I am. But she also she also talked about the people in her district, and she said unless and until one of those people decides not to run for office. But she's she's out there. She's writing children's books. She's making speeches. I'm telling you, Chelsea Clinton's running for office. All right. I, you know, I would agree with you on that one. We don't always agree, but I would agree with you on that one. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this Ivy League school. Um, and the headline says, Ivy League school lets only minority and LGBT students into these rooms. Uh, explain why are only they let in and what are these rooms? Well, these rooms are recently vacated space at Columbia that are now exclusive to students of color and those who choose to identify as LGBT. Okay. They didn't even put the Q in there. Okay. This is the, the, the Student Council and Engineering Student Council unanimously shoved this proposal through in January to designate what used to be the Undergraduate Package Center, where you used to go get your incoming packages, okay. as a special space where minority students can go. You know, so it's going to have more institutional support staff, resources, funding for LGBT students and students of color. So now the very accepting people are creating not just safe spaces, but safe living spaces, which I, I don't think this is a great example. The world does not have safe living spaces. All right. Okay. Is this kind of like what uh, University of Wisconsin was proposing to have a no whites allowed zone so that minority students could uh, get involved in their social activism with uh, in a safe spot and whites wouldn't be allowed is this kind of a so wait if you're a lesbian and you're white you're allowed but if you're lesbian wait how's it if you're straight and you're yeah, white you're, you're not allowed but if you're lesbian and white you are if you're gay and white you're allowed and if you're a minority yeah. you're allowed if you're transgender and white you're allowed but if you're straight and white and male you're not allowed if you're straight and white and female you're not allowed is that right it's very confusing it is but here's the really strange thing columbia was the only ivy league school not to have a space dedicated to LGBT students. Really? So they considered it to be behind the times. So they said even Dartmouth has a full-time LGBTQ person. Okay. It's amazing to me that the universities have surrendered common sense, and I would say even constitutionality, because these, are, these fall into what segregationists used to call separate but equal, and we know yeah. that's not anything that holds up. I think it's very true, and if you think about it, you said in the real world there aren't safe spaces. Imagine if it got to the point where at workplaces there was a separation. Like, you have to be able to work together as a teen. I think if you're 18 and up, you're in college, like you're an adult, you have to learn how to work together with all these people to create this quote-unquote safe space. I don't know if it's really like, um, it's like an, almost an injustice to the students themselves as well, because because they're not really learning how to work together as a team and learn together uh, in a group. And speaking of which, um, you know our friend uh, Billy Hollowell, who just wrote a book, uh, speaks uh, a lot about uh, the lack of uh, the freedom of speech on campuses now. And uh, there is a Texas State University story talking about a student destroying a pro-life display and yelling uh, uh, obscenities at the activists. And you went to... um, Something right after the election, remember? And it was uh, the Women's March, and women were wearing weird hats and things, and they were yelling obscenities at a pro-life woman. And it was just interesting that there was such hate spewed at a woman who was just speaking her mind on how she felt about saving babies. So it's just the... the 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 double standard that's the word i'm looking for that uh, yeah, i call it the these are the the logs of hypocrisy yes, on the hypocrisy. liberal bonfire yeah. that we keep 
throwing them out there that uh, you're allowed to think whatever you want as long as it 100% agrees with me. Well, and what this guy said at the University of Texas, get the blank out of here with this blank, the man yells in the video. This is blank, blank, blank. Get this blank out of here, blank. I mean, he is going off on this pro-lifer. I mean, ripping into this pro-lifer and then uh, destroys the display that the pro-lifer has as well. I mean, he's he's angry, this uh, uh, anti-pro-lifer. And the interesting thing here is this happens on a college campus where we're supposedly teaching kids not just critical thinking but communication skills. So a fail on both accounts here, that someone doesn't have one scintilla of tolerance for a fellow student and not interested in having a discussion, just wants to have a tantrum. And it's, it's very concerning to me. This is part and parcel of the safe spaces, the catering to the snowflakes, the, the lack of understanding. And I'm, I'm all for having different opinions, but not if you're just going to bully me on it. This is the bullying that they complain about in every other situation. You know, um, the reaction, too, on campus was interesting. One of the kids said something to the effect of, uh, that uh, at the school, the school designates the university's free speech area. So they have a free speech area. One of the students says, quote, I was shocked, but I have to admit, I admire him, meaning the guy who was cursing. I admire him in some ways because I think he did what we were all wanting to do, you know, to destroy the uh, display and swear. I, I'm a supporter of free speech, but again, I think everyone was secretly wanting to do what he did. Wait a second. I'm a supporter of free speech, but we all wanted to destroy the pro-lifers display, which showed, by the way, like an abortion, you know, like a picture. It was pretty disturbing because it was a, a baby and, you know, it was not pleasant. And uh, so interesting that she says, I, I support free speech, but everyone wanted to do what this guy did, curse and destroy the display. And that kind of um, brings to mind as well, Mike, the situation recently where uh, the uh, people were charged who took the video uh, into outside of Planned Parenthood. And I'm wondering why Planned Parenthood wasn't charged for selling baby parts, but the people who took the videos were. Like, just the whole thing just rubs me well, so a, the wrong Angie, way. There's a, there's a simple explanation to why uh, Mr. Delayden and his cohorts were charged and the, the Planned Parenthood wasn't charged. And that's the fact that the Attorney General in California received huge donations to his campaign from Planned Parenthood. Oh, so there is a direct political connection. It's not hidden. It's obvious. And we have to keep pointing it out every time we see it. Oh, Mike. All right. Uh, another story that is trending. Uh, a white mom and uh, her kids booted from a multicultural playgroup. Uh, come on multicultural aren't we part of that aren't we multi you know if it's multicultural how come the white mom can't be there with her kids why was she booted i'm throwing the hypocrisy flag again okay this you have a lot of those flags out today i i'm i'm gonna open up a business on this and again if we don't stand up and call this out we are uh, silence in the face of evil is evil itself to quote bonhoeffer in in this case you, you can't even begin to wrap your head around the fact that, that Tara Coverdale and her little four-year-old and her eight-month-old uh, one day last month go to the community center in Sydney, Australia, just wanted to do a little playtime. Yeah, playtime. And they're told by the staffer, you can't come here. It's a multicultural playgroup. And wait, what? what? And they said, well, what's your background? What is your cultural background? Uh, I'm Australian. Sorry, you can't come here. Wait. Wait, what? What it's is multicultural going on? Families. It's multi. Yeah, it, you have to speak other than English. Oh, my goodness. Okay, interesting uh, story out of uh, Minnesota that is trending. How a man who once pled uh, guilty to child molestation uh, got to be a school bus driver. My brother was a school bus driver in Minnesota, and uh, I went to school in Minnesota for a while, and I can't imagine, uh, my father lives there, I've got a lot of family there, I can't imagine having a guy pick up my kids in the yellow bus. This 52-year-old uh, has a job as a bus driver, and he actually did uh, plead guilty to child molestation. What on earth? Give us the lowdown on this. Yeah, this was in uh, 1998 when this, this jack wagon actually pled guilty at the age of 32, charged with molesting a 14-year-old girl. So he was 32, and, uh, and she's 14, okay. Yeah, so he, you know, not even close to being anywhere near being justifiable. Mm -hmm. And um, 
because of a complication with the victim, he pled guilty but got a stay of adjudication, essentially a plea bargain that allowed him to avoid a formal conviction as they, long as he finished the two-year probation. So they do a two-year prob- probation. And then how did this all come to light? Because obviously if they checked into his background and became a bus driver, they didn't know about this when they hired him, I'm assuming. So how did this all come to light? Well, it came to light because of a, a new case, unfortunately, Ooh. where the guy oh, who no. charged last week with molesting two, na- two teenage girls in his home. And so by looking deeper into his past, you found this case. And now Minnesota's looking at changing, changing its laws, which will offer more protections to not let this happen in the future. But Wait, so it came to guy. light because of a new case, and now he's right. facing uh, up to 60 years in 60 prison years and in a prison. 90 grand in fine if convicted of the current charges. Yeah. And because of the current charges, the old charges came to light, and they're like, wait, why on earth was this guy allowed to be a bus driver? Yeah, and you know, if if I had my way, those sixty years would be served under the prison. And maybe I'm wrong, but Ooh. that's the way I look at it. All right, yeah, I don't think we look lightly at these uh, these situations. All right, Michael Pelka with the Blaze. You can catch him uh, on uh, Piero Pelka, his Blaze radio program, twelve p.m. to three p.m. Eastern weekdays. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Ange. Changing gears now, welcoming our friend Billy Hollowell with FaithWire.com. And Billy's got some very interesting stories for us today. Tomorrow is not promised. Let's talk about that one first, Billy. Welcome. What is this tomorrow is not promised message about? Yeah, this is just, I always try to catch, you know, interesting angles on stories. And this was the very sad story of the 13 uh, oh. church members who died in the Texas um you know, church bus accident. And what what struck me was something that nobody, of course, in the mainstream press really picked up on. Of course, they covered it. And that was the pastor um, coming out and speaking out um, about, you know, immediately after about what the families are going through, what the church was going through. And I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing because this pastor, he's just, he's standing in front of media and a lot of people are Facebook living it. You know, it's kind of getting picked up by a lot of the local outlets in Texas. And he just goes into this amazing message. Obviously he talks about mourning the lives and this pastor's name is Brad McLean. Um, but he goes into the gospel message. He starts talking about what it means to be a Christian. And that these people had th- those who were lost had hope in, in Jesus and they had faith. And he talks about forgiveness and it really was this off the cuff, amazing moment. A lot of people would be carried up in their emotions. And obviously he's a pastor, um, but even so, he's a human, and so, but he has this moment where he almost is witnessing to the media and to everybody who's watching it, and it's just an amazing, I think, testament to the ability of Christians, even in mourning, to be able to um, give the truth to people, but then he's doing it, again, to journalists and in turn to the public, and so I thought that was pretty amazing because it wasn't, at that point, a planned press event or anything like that. He was just talking out in front of the church, in front of his car, to the press. So it was pretty moving. You know, in that uh, bus accident, I was reading more about it uh, over the last couple of days. And, you know, with the 13 who died and the one who survived in the bus, um, some of them were still, they were belted in. I was wondering if they had seatbelts. And some of them were still alive when um, a man who had been following the truck that uh, hit them in that head-on collision uh, looked in and said, he said, help's going to be here. But he knew he couldn't do anything to help them. He said it was very quiet in the bus. There wasn't any, any crying or noise. It was very eerily quiet. And um, the young man that he'd been following in the truck is so weird, Billy. He had been videotaping and the girlfriend had. He was following at a safe distance and for, I believe, approximately 20 minutes was on with 911 dispatch trying to get someone to pull this kid over because allegedly he was texting. And when the man walked over to him and said, son, do you know what you've done? He was apologizing and supposedly admitted that he'd been texting and they'd been trying to get he he, he was on hold with 911 and speaking with 911, trying to get someone to pull this kid over because he had video of him going over the white line and then going over the yellow line, going over the white line. And he said several cars had already tried to had had to swerve to get out of the way. So a couple lessons in here. 
just about the fact, as you mentioned, that tomorrow was not promised and the fact that that pastor got to witness to the media and the public. But secondly, this texting, it is a lot more dangerous than I think people realize. And they think, oh, just a couple of seconds, it's not a big deal. And this kid has to live with the fact that he killed 13 people. I mean, that was my first, obviously the tragedy was my first thought of these, these lives being gone. But my second thought was the person driving the other vehicle, no matter what the cause was, we didn't know in the beginning, you know, living with that, living with one per killing one person by accident has to be unimaginable, but 13. And it's just, it's such a tragedy that could have been avoided either way, no matter what the cause was. And you know, here we are, you know, mourning these lives. And it's just so, um, it's just one of those things. It's so hard to process. And look, I mean, the problem of pain is the, is the question everybody always has. Why, why do these things happen? Why does God allow, you know, you'll hear people say this all the time. And, and so to see the pastor sort of addressing some of that, I thought was just an amazing testament to that church and that pastor and that, and that community and what they believe that they, he's truly able to live that out in that horrible moment of grieving. Uh, and a testament to our Christian faith, of course. Speaking of Christians, uh, Franklin Graham has a tough message for critics of Trump's border wall and immigration policy. Tell us about this story. So we had Franklin Graham at the Faithwire newsroom last week to talk about his new film, Facing Darkness. And then at the end of that interview, we had a chance to talk a little bit about Trump. And obviously, he's been very vocal, Franklin Graham, and has upset a lot of evangelicals with his support. I mean, some have been happy and some have not been with his support of Trump. But, you know, I asked him, what would you say to those who would say, look, if you're a Christian, you should be caring for um, people, whether they're immigrants or not, you should be loving them. And obviously, every Christian would agree with that. The problem is, how does that translate into policy? But I asked him specifically, what would you say to those critical of Trump's policies? And his response was, wake up. Um, and then, you know, after he said that and let it set in, you know, he, he explained, um, you know, where he stands on, on all of this and how he believes we do have to love others, but that we really do have a true danger in this world and that he believes we need to protect our country and protect our borders and that Christians job is to love others. But the government's job is to protect you know, the country and protect people. So it was an interesting argument. I know. This is the age-all debate right now about how this should be handled. Uh, but he, I mean, he did not mince words. And we have the video, actually. You can read about it. But you can also watch the video of him talking about this uh, with me uh, at faithwire.com. Excellent. All right. I want to make sure, too, that we get just a, a short snippet of the story about uh uh, Vanna White. I did see the headline that she regrets doing that Playboy shoot. She's 60 now. She's been in the media for years. Uh, she's had this incredible job. Uh, and the article said she's worn over 6,500 gowns, but it did stand out that she regretted her Playboy decision. Yeah. And it's interesting because you get kind of the backstory. And of course, there's, there was a he said, she said, because she had sued over that back in, in the 80s when it happened. But apparently she took the photos well before um, she didn't take them for Playboy. She took them for a photographer uh, when she was desperate for rent money before she was famous. And that photographer sold them to Hugh Hefner, allegedly. And Hugh Hefner decided to put her on, you know, after she was famous on the cover and in the magazine. And so she had wanted to stop that. And either way, looking back, she wishes, she wishes she had never taken those photos. You know, she said, trust your gut, trust your instincts. And I thought it was it's kind of a cool story because it's somebody and it's always easier to look back and say, oh, I regret it. But it's somebody who has you know, lived a life, has, has had experiences and has said, you know what, I wish I didn't do this. I don't think we hear enough of that, of people regretting something they've done. I think regret is OK sometimes. Say, so, you know, if I, if I could learn the same lesson to not do those things again, it would be it would be wonderful. And so I thought it was sort of a, a cool admission. and It was an interesting story. I'll say I agree. All right, Billy, uh, your website faithwire.com. Excellent. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about Caitlin. She's seven and she lost her mom to cancer. And we have Adam Katz on the line. And Adam has an idea of how we could help her. For $65, we can sponsor Caitlin for a session of equine therapy. And now Caitlin lost her mom, Adam. And with the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation, you help kids like Caitlin. Tell us how it's helping her. She loves the equine therapy. She always comes into the ranch very quiet. But as soon as she sees her horse, she just lights up. And for that hour, she has no cares in the world. Such I love a beautiful it. Beautiful thing to see. 
So for just $65, uh, we can sponsor Caitlin for one of these sessions where she gets to ride a horse and uh, work through her loss. Again, at just seven years old, she lost her mom to uh, breast cancer. The Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation helps these kids be kids. Adam Katz is my friend. I highly recommend this charity. And if you'd like to sponsor Caitlin, give Adam a call. 720-530-9482. 720-530-9482. And that is DoreenKatzMemorial.org. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Angie. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can show. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080. 303-457-8080 or spinegeek.com. Maximize living. Adjustments for life. Dr. Joe Arve is here, and Dr. Joe has a really cool event coming up, which is free to you, my listener. And I have a real passion for what Dr. Joe does because he's so passionate about health and getting the community healthy. Uh, Dr. Joe, what's coming up? We're going to call it the Spring Cleaning Detox Seminar. I mean, today, more than other, people's skin is losing its vitality, and people are getting wrinkles, so we want to help fix that. People's joints are hurting more than ever. Um, People are eating food every day, even though they're trying to lose weight, and it may even see on the box, help you lose weight, but it actually helps, makes their body hold on to fat. Um, And lots of times, we're doing our very best, but our home or our workplace can make us sick. And again, I want to give people the 30-day clean eating plan and so it's going to be on april 22nd that's a saturday at 10 a.m at our office and again it's free to your listeners but we're going to call it the spring cleaning detox seminar and how to get those toxins out of your body so your joints your skin your body looks and feels its best it's gonna be amazing and how do they get the free tickets if they're my listener they can come for free all they have to do is go to our spine geek facebook page again spine geek facebook page and message us and uh, it's free to you and your listeners and we'll get you plugged in that way You know, when I first met you at a speaking event I had here in Denver, I was so impressed with your health and uh, how young you are, how fit you are, and that I was shocked when you told me your age. And you've helped my family. Um, I probably weigh, I think, around 30 pounds less than when I met you. You helped me get off sugar, which was so easy because you said you're not really craving sugar. You're craving uh, protein and healthy fats, so I'll eat like an apple with uh, organic almond butter. And I want to make sure that people um, come to this event, check it out again if you're my listener, you can come for free. Dr. Joe, the date and time again? It's Saturday, April 22nd at 10 a.m. up in Northland, Colorado. And again, to get a hold of us, just go to our Spine Geek Facebook page, message us, and we'll get you tickets. Excellent. And again, I highly recommend what Dr. Joe does. Come to the event. You won't regret it. All right, Dr. Joe, talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, things you're going to teach us that day. Because I know one thing that you taught me that I really, I kind of was aware of, but 
the ingredients on a package that you can't pronounce, those are messing with your hormones. And so, you, like you said, you might think that this shake or this whatever is going to help you lose weight because it only has such and such many calories, but it's full of sugars and a lot of things you can't pronounce. And so, in a way, it's not helping you lose weight because the chemicals might be messing with the, your hormones. Exactly. 95% of all of our health problems, whether it's our skin, our joint pain, diabetes, even certain cancers and heart disease are all lifestyle-induced. The problem is there isn't, they don't really give us a list of, okay, here is what your friend is, here's what your friend is, here's what's not. And actually they sell it. So like food, for, for example, things like high fructose corn syrup, the dyes, the phthalates that are in some of our lotions, things like that, all have a negative effect. And the problem is, is one meal of that's not going to hurt you. But again, how many times do we eat junk food or eat food that's not it's not food. Well, we all have buckets. Our cells are like buckets. And eventually what happens is that your body goes from a, from a fat burner to a sugar burner. Our buckets get full. And then all of a sudden the detox, the toxic, toxicity begins to occur. So it's that it's over the last 20 years using that one type of makeup or cleaning products or eating that particular type of food that you love or, or coffee creamers or the, 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 the pink pack, the blue pack, the yellow pack, all those things on a daily basis that's part of your lifestyle is what actually makes you feel the way you feel, look the way you look in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. And you think, well, I've always eaten this stuff. What's the big deal? The big deal is that every day it slowly has taken away your skin, how you feel, your ability to sleep, your ability to think. And so we're going to help you see what a 30-day clean eating plan is. We're going to see if your home is actually making you sick and not healthy. And then you're going to learn what foods are actually making your body hold on to fat because fat is a protector against toxins. A lot of people try to lose weight and get in shape. And after about 5 or 10 pounds, they stop and they can't do anything else. Well, the problem is you're toxic and your body won't let you lose that fat because it's actually protecting your valuable organs from getting sick and getting hurt. All right, and again, they go to your Facebook page. Yep, go to Spine Geek Facebook page. Message us. We'll send you back your tickets that way. It's really easy. Again, it's going to be April 22nd at 10 a.m. Uh, in our office at North Glen. And again, it's a Saturday morning. We're going to have fun. Uh, seats will fill up fast, so make sure you get your tickets soon. Again, go to our Facebook Spine Geek page. Message us. We'll get you your tickets. And, you know, just as a sidebar, one of my friends that got cancer, her doctor said go home and get rid of all of your makeup with parabens in it mm -hmm. and even some of our expensive lip glosses that she and I both use. I mean, really expensive, like high-end brand yes. had parabens in them, and they're finding parabens in, skin, in, in, in cancer tumors. So it's like, wait a second, why is that even allowed in our uh, makeup? Or why are some of these chemicals allowed in our cleaning solution, our paints, our, our foods, etc.? So, again, uh, Dr. Joe, check out his events. You won't regret it. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.